getting back to the Weight Watcher thing, I actually knew numerous members of Weight Watchers who would actually claim that so long as the food didn't touch their plate, it didn't count. What? Yeah. So if they picked up, if they ate chips off your plate, that didn't count towards the cal- caloric intake for the day. <laughs> what? Like, fuck off, you moron. Oh, well, that's, that's the diet and equivalent of if I can't see you, you can't see me. I shut up. <laughs> Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. And we're rolling. Episode 10. Hello. Sorry, we're back. sitting down there. I was on the way from the computer. First of all, I'd like to apologise for all the popping you're doing already. Am I popping? In the microphone, that's why I bought Pop Shield, mate. How am I popping already? I'm just... Just just going... I know my joints are getting stiff and achy, but I don't don't know... Back off the mic a bit! So, yeah, we'd like to apologise. For some reason, episode 8 doesn't seem to be published today, so I'm going to get on that tonight and see if I can fix it, because that seems pretty shit if it's not come out, because we know Laura will be gutted in her drive to work this morning. Yep. Colin's kind of playing about with the mic at my mouth again. I don't know really. Staying lovingly into your eyes. Aye, so episode 10, we're into double figures. We are. This is good. This we're is in a different location today as well. Aye. Again. And it's quite ironic because we're now in our other recording studio. And you think, and you think of a cool name for my studio? Yeah. I spent the weekend, well, part of the weekend doing up my own studio, studio, inverted commas, in my house where I keep my drums and stuff. Because um, it used to have gym equipment in it, which has now been decanted upstairs where we've just been actually in the home gym, um, and now this is a bit more of an actual studio for yeah. recording stuff in. So I need to think of a cool name for it. Drummer mm-hmm. Chimp Productions is just a bit on the nose, really, isn't oh, it? The Chimp Pit. The Chimp Pit. Yeah, it's got a certain ring to it. Uh, answers in a postcard, please. Yeah. Instagram me at Drummer Chimp with suggestions as to what can call my cool studio. We took a picture earlier on of us setting up in here, so we'll post it later on. Yeah. Scott looks terrified. Quite funny. It's quite funny how you talk about how the, the other studio, the episode 10's all about embellishment, <laughs> bullshit, and the health and fitness industry. We try <laughs> to say, this isn't a proper studio. Fuck you. Well, it's not quite. I mean, it's, 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 it is a B studio. It ain't the A studio. <laughs> With the A studio being the cupboard in the gym. <laughs> the changing, changing room, room in the, the gym. The changing room of champions. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so <clears throat> this week... Not normally myself and Colin will always have a wee discussion pre-podcast to kind of discuss where we're going to go with our chat. I know it does seem like ran, random nonsense that we talk about most weeks, but we do kind of... Because it is. It is, but we kind of we have an idea of where we're going with it. Today, or this morning, the way over here, I kind of text Colin saying, I've got an idea for today's podcast, and we're just going to go with it. And it is embellishment, bullshit, and health and fitness industry. Of which there is a lot. It's a shit ton of it. Now... If we're being totally honest, the fitness industry is a global industry, global market to sell absolutely everything and anything. And people love people love fancy buzzwords, they love the flashy gimmicks and all that. People will buy it. Now and the whole reason the whole 
this is going to get me off on a rant is for kind of three things and one of them can I just go can I just like set this running and go yeah. make a coffee or something come back in an hour mate you could go and do a gig tonight <laughs> if you want and I'll still be here ranting because this is something that I'll never ever sell my soul to even if it means I have to go out of business because if that's the way the industry is going I will not I would totally refuse to be part of it Yeah. you get your 10% of the good PTs out there that their only goal when it should be should be the health and well-being of their clients should be should be anybody else out there that wants to bullshit it and try and manipulate it for extra financial gain sell a quick fix product and there's loads of angles and kind of tangents I'm going to go off on this at and it's so I do apologise if I feel like I'm sitting in my high horse going off on one and calling I'm going to laugh and I can, if you want guys I can take pictures of calling on five minute intervals to see as he slowly loses the will to live but this stems back from a, a Glasgow based PT who naming no names embodies <coughs> the word embellishment right now the PT industry you look at anything these days right and it's all about marketing mm-hmm. as with most things it's not when, when I done my PT course years ago none of it was based on business which I can understand yeah it's like training somebody up and a skill set but if you don't know the business side of it how can you actually run a PT business mm-hmm. which is fair enough yep but there's guys out there that can that have actually contacted me for help who they're great to get clients in for 10 weeks because their sales pitch is phenomenal yeah their Instagram profile is great it looks cool snazzy filters you name it they've got it but they can't keep a client past 8 to 10 weeks right because they're full of shit yep and this guy <coughs> and is this guy likely to be listening to this Scott? he's probably not no but um, just to be sure is this guy likely to be able to sue and or batter us if he's listening to this? No. <clears throat> I mean, the guy the guy is an absolute cowboy. Right. He does run a very successful business, mm-hmm. mainly down to his business partner, who's another coach there, who's a good friend of mine, and he's, he has an awesome coach. But this guy, this guy is hilarious. For the reason being, if we're talking about embellishment, this guy is just a genius. And on his profile, he, he talks about how he's an international kettlebell athlete. Mm-hmm. He'd done one competition in England. Well, mm-hmm. he talks about how he's a published poet. Do you want to pop that again? Published poet? Better. Is that better? <laughs> I'll try and talk softer. <laughs> so he, he talks about how he's a published poet, but all he ever done, right? All he ever done was post a bit of poetry on his wife's Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> now, understand. Does it really count? If you really want to embellish it, you're talking about, yeah. You've, you've hit the button on your Facebook, but... Publish. Publish. Yep. Facebook published it for you. Yeah. True. So there you go. Mm-hmm. He's a published poet. He wrote a blog. He's now a published author. He done a kind of motivational he's now a motivational speaker for a large TV company right and he goes in and does all the kind of corporate motivational speaking and that and he's based off all this embellishment of what he's actually done and it's comical because he's actually I mean most PTs can do it Mm. I mean I could do it like I've got I wrote a few years ago three years ago I wrote two kettlebell books yeah they're still selling across the world right mm-hmm. now on Amazon. But I'm not going to be, oh yes, I'm a published, interna- I could say I'm an international best-selling author. Yeah. Like, shut up, no, I'm not. It's, 
it depends how you want to look at it though because yeah. I mean at the end of the day again just to play devil's advocate which is why I'm here because I offer no specialist knowledge on any of this <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> um, at the end of the day he's trying to run a business yeah so if you're trying to run a business and he can talk a good game he's going to get more work so I mean is it wrong I, I, I morally think, he's talking out his hole so if, it's not great in that respect but I think where it, where it becomes wrong is that if you lie if you're not lying but like I said this whole embellishment thing yeah. is are they they're telling the truth but not the whole truth yeah and if you're using it to falsely lure customers in mm-hmm. I don't agree with it yeah again from a moral standpoint that is nonsense but yeah. um, is he getting found out for it though people people like, people that stay with him kind of for longer than a temporary block are starting to kind of call him out on it right and it's that way that he's going to get found out and people are like no he's full of shit yeah well in that instance then he's, he's going to pay for it he's yeah. going to pay for it in the long run and he's, he targets a lot of the big kind of corporate guys because mm-hmm. they love that they live for that shit well that's the thing that's the same in any kind of line of business and stuff and I notice so, it in education a lot people getting teaching and jobs and stuff it's about the people who talk a good game that's yeah. who gets the jobs huh? if you go into an interview and you can spout all the buzzwords and Kirsty will back this up as well do you know what I mean if you if you know all the phrases and the acronyms mm-hmm. and the buzzwords and yeah. the absolute corporate bullshit that's how you get jobs and that's why there's so many people in positions of power who don't have the first idea what they're doing there they just they know how to say all the right things at the and right times and they big enough set of balls to actually just go and blast it just brass neck it and even I don't even know if it's about brass necking it a lot of time I think they genuinely believe that what they're saying is true and, and they believe in what they're saying even if it's absolute corporate nonsense Aye, they're a legend in their own living room but they yeah. still believe they're a legend yeah <laughs> But again, it's that, that's that's why you find so many people in positions of authority who are just useless. Yeah. Because they just they say the right things, but then have no experience or substance to back it up. And again, from an educational standpoint, there's a million good teachers out there mm-hmm. who have been doing the job for years and just want to teach, but they'll go for some kind of promoted post or whatever. And because they don't know all this absolute horse shit inside out, like, oh, no, sorry, we need to give it to this candidate here who mm-hmm. learned something at a textbook half an hour ago. And it's like, well, that's why again from an education point the thing's in the fucking gutter half the time um, I'd imagine it's the same in any kind of line of business or anything it's just saying the right things at the right time these people uh, climb their way up the greasy pole you know mm-hmm. whereas guys like yourself who actually know what they're talking about but maybe don't promote yourself in quite the same I'm, I'm brass-necked ter- fashion I'm, I'm, my biggest weakness is I'm terrible at advertising and yeah. promoting and, it's, and it is a kind of West, West Coast of <laughs> as all six podcast listeners will testify yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're at ten and we're going to big shout out yes we have to give a big shout out to Mark in Perth in Australia yay our most international listening listener on your world man stick your shrimp on the barbie don't know I'll say that he's Scottish he's from Cumbernauld I'm pretty sure they're thereabouts if he's cousin (laughs) stick a shrimp in the barbie (laughs) stick another shrimp shrimp in the barbie barbie, big man Uh, yeah no I messaged you on the week to say all right, settle down boys I'm only in episode one give us a chance to catch up but still it's fine. So there you go. Thank you. Good Thank mark. you for listening. Welcome aboard. Spread the good word down under. If there's anybody in America, have we reached American shores yet? Let us know. Let us know. Huh? Let That'd us be cool. Know. But yeah, um, I so that whole embellishment thing—it just—it really gets my goat. And you can see it. You can spot the new personal trainers that have just recently qualified. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey man, the only workout you'll ever regret is the one you didn't do. And you're like, oh, <laughs> what? Here we go. And that's what they talk about. Is it? I mean, you can see all these posts. That They'll put up and um, and all that. Don't worry. What page? If you, you 
don't worry if you're uh, you're fat and heavy and slow and all that. You're lapping people on the sofa and you're like, you can see that as soon as they qualify, it's as if they get sent this bag <laughs> of motivational posts <laughs> to publish on a daily basis. Yeah. and it's and the classic one is like that. These are the, the sort of people who have those live life love things in their world, aren't they? Yeah, twats. Have you not got one? No, I don't. No. The Star Wars pictures in my wall, mate. <laughs> yeah. Got a picture of John Bonham in my wall here. God. Cool. You don't know who that is? No. Fuck's sake. Get my room. Drummer for Led Zeppelin. Ah. Single greatest rock drummer of all time, my friend. Cool moustache. Has a good moustache. He was... It's a bit like Johnny Holmes. Who? Johnny Holmes. Who's that? Probably the world's most famous kind of like 70s stroke 80s porn star. Guy's a legend. Alright, okay. I don't watch enough 70s or 80s porn, clearly. Ah, just, that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, aye. And, uh, so they post all this stuff up about, yeah, do this and do that, and then you'll see the, you'll see what they come up with is the next stage of, right, we've done the motivational post, we've got people in it, we'll do this, right, we'll now do a 28 or a 12 week ch- 28 day or a 12 week challenge that's the next thing we're going to get them in on it's a lot of that sort of stuff I know yeah now where that gets me going is the problem is should being healthy just be a 28 day thing no no should it be a lifetime thing yes yeah so I'm good at this and the thing is it's that that is the equivalent of the Weight Watchers and the Slimming World model here we go this is a rant coming. <laughs> Brace yourself, folks. And if a PT was to produce something that was a little bit slower than your 28-day or your 12-week program, mm-hmm. but sustainable over long term, essentially putting themselves out of business. Yeah. But they should still be there to offer the help, the guidance, the support, and take their training, take the person's training to the next level from helping them change their eating habits, their lifestyle habits, to then changing their type of training, do they want to work in strength, power, speed, agility, flexibility, mobility, you name it. Mm-hmm. They should be able to progress for that for years yeah. and still help the person rather than just going, yeah. But a 28-day plan works great because people think, oh, I only need to commit for 28 days. Yep, that's it, isn't it? Oh, it's only it's only a month, not even. Yep. Last it's February. If you, if you pick Joe Public off the street who wants to lose a bit of weight and go, well... You can commit to 28 days, right, and mm-hmm. lose your weight, or you can sign up for a lifetime, make some fairly heavy changes over the course of your life, and really reap the rewards, or you can spend your 28 days just doing a little bit, and you'll see a little bit of reward at the end. 99% of the time, they're going to choose the 28 the, days, it's faster and quick easier. Yeah. yeah, so they go for 28 days, and the funny thing is, it works great in the, the unprofessional sense, because yeah. it gives them the quick fix. So if, if you fell for it, you're like that, yeah, 28 day buzz, woohoo, yeah, I lost yep. that weight, happy days, oh yeah, I now fit in my, this dress, and I now fit in my, mm-hmm. my suit, my, my jeans or whatever. So they fall for it, guys and women. And then what happens after that? They fall back off the wagon after the 28 days. Ooh, what happens if to about a month or two later, the same PTR is, here's my next block of the 28 day challenge, sign yeah. up now. Be part of this supportive group on Facebook and this and that and everything oh right oh yeah I'm fat I can't survive without the support of these guys right mm-hmm. okay and that's the same and that's just the kind of fitness equivalent of Weight Watchers and Slimming World I same kind of thing Again, the, the, the accountability thing's good because yeah. it does make you want to go to the gym I can get on board with that mm-hmm. but I, the, the sort of 
the constant cycling of just doing well, boot camps and this, that, and the other, well, it, it's only going to get you so far, isn't it? It's like, look at the kind of Slimming World slogan, or like they go along with eat whatever you want and still lose weight. Bullshit. Okay, here we go again. I hell oh yeah, just oh. that's just a lie. That's, that's just a horrible, misleading lie. And the thing is, it's you've got the ones that go and think, Oh, I can eat what I want. Yeah, to an extent, you can, so long as you're within a calorie deficit. Yeah, don't eat so much. And then you've got the you've got the Weight Watchers one as well. Oh, we'll point this, point that. You can still, oh, you can either have a Mars bar or you've got a chicken breast. So, I mean, we both know somebody <laughs> that worked for Weight Watchers and they actually cut out all the food. Oh, aye, yeah, I do know so that. So that they could, so. in order, they could drink. So they could drink a shit ton of wine <laughs> or gin and you're like that. Wow. <laughs> this is a person that was a Weight Watchers leader. <sighs> That's just stupidity. In charge of people's healthy lifestyles and what they think and try to be a role model in your life. That's the danger. Again, it's people in positions of authority who are in charge of other people's decisions and lives and stuff who are Mm -hmm. just stupid and don't know what they're doing. (laughs) It's frightening. And again, you can apply that to any walk of life, whether it's Weight Watchers or or PTs or whatever, you know. being an idiot is being an idiot, regardless of what Aye. line of work you're in. You can't you're argue with stupid. You can't argue with an idiot. I mean, we, we, we have tried. <laughs> <laughs> Do it all the time. But, um, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. Sorry, I got distracted I, by I, my cake. That kind of leads me on to the next part. With the, <laughs> so you get the embellishment part where they all just bullshit in order just to... It's a sales tactic. It's mm. like when I worked for Safeway years ago. Many, many years ago, before they were bought over by Morrison's, what they used to do on a Sunday night, they'd shop the shop, shut the shop. Shop the ship. Aye, they'd shut the shop. And then, you know, your ready meal, you know, like chicken curry or chicken korma meal, whatever, mm. was currently one ninety nine. So what Aye. they'd do is, they'd bump the price up to two ninety nine, and then they would put a wee sticker next to it saying a third off, and put it so you can buy it for one ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, sales went up 200%. <laughs> Because folk thought they were saving a deal, when in actual fact, no, it's the same price it was yesterday. Yeah. But folk are like, oh, that's a bargain. Because they fall for it. Again, that's just good marketing in their part, though. You can't really fault them for that. Mm-hmm. What you need to question is the buyers. Aye, they fall Again, for if it. You, if you're running a business, you need you kind of do what you need to do we're to we're make a, your business aye. run. You know, there's we're ethical a, ways to do it and there's unethical ways to do it, but at the end of the day, you're trying to make money. Mm-hmm. We are a gullible species. Aye. And we just, we'll look, oh, that's a bargain, brilliant, excellent, we'll take it. Yeah. And it's the same with the, the f- health and fitness industry. Mm-hmm. That you look at, I think it was the two things that we kind of t- want to talk about today was the it was the Sun and the Daily Mail published two articles, two splendid the, publications. Yes, I'm sure we would all agree. I mean, let's <coughs> honest, if you're wanting educational, informative, and factual evidence, the Sun and the Daily Mail are the two sources you head to first, of course. Better information reading the Beano. Yeah, I mean, I think it's why it's called the Daily Fail these days, isn't it? It's just that they're both and offensively bad. I'd use the term newspapers very loosely here. Aye. They're just grim, the pair of them. Aye. The Sun is effectively just a glorified comic for idiots. <laughs> and the Daily Mail is just like the world's just biggest collection of scaremongering, yeah. just middle English bullshit. I mean, if you want. Hate them both. If you did the Daily Mail, the best way to approach it is whatever it says, believe the opposite. Aye. Everything's bad for you, especially immigrants. Fuck off. <laughs> Oh God! Never mind me being a rant. It's called, here goes. Oh no! I hate honestly. Aye. I hate that paper. I hate Aye. the sun because it's not even. It's just beyond a joke. I'm, like if you want, if you're a journalist, right, and you seriously choose to work for either of those publications, it's the then same as the dodgy you PPs? just uh, it's, it's horrendous, man. What, 
what kind of life choices are you making working for these people? Do you know what I mean? Like any kind of tabloid journalism's grim. Well, going off a bit of a tangent here, yeah. right? But they're, they're, they're brutal. They're just they just make they literally make stuff up. It's moronic. It's just like you're pandering to the masses here. It, not even the masses. You're pandering to the minority because it's just uh, these select band of utter morons who believe this crap. Uh, and they feed off it. Aye, and again, that's how you get like the state of the country that it's in just now. Mm-hmm. America's the same to a, a greater degree because there's big, there's more uh, more people numbers, there, right? you know. And it's just that it's, it's that little central belt of just right wing assholes that these people pander to, and it's just it drives you nuts. And and it was, I think it was the Sun, Sun maybe it might even be the Daily Mirror. I need to double check, but they published this thing right saying basically protein is bad for you. Protein will shorten your lifespan. And what it is, is that's the headline, right? So you get these people that are headline readers. So mm-hmm. they read the headline and they go with it. Yep. And then when you read further down, they're looking at a study, like a very, very small group of people. And what it was is that they were giving them a high protein diet, but then actually giving them BCAs, so branched chain yep. amino acids. Yep. And they're saying, oh, this was very bad for you. Well, yeah, because what you actually done was. You set up the basis of a study based on overdosing them on amino acids. Aye. So that yeah, that is going to have an adverse effect in the body. So it's yeah, it's like saying oh yeah, people alcohol is bad for you. Well, they're also saying alcohol is like one or two glasses of wine is fine. But oh yeah, this study here was proved alcohol is bad for you because we're making people drink a bottle of whiskey a night. Well, yeah, of course it's going to be bad for you. And nonsense. that's what we've done with protein. So everybody's now looking, going, "Oh, protein's bad. We better jump back to carbs." And it's these papers will be doing it so that they'll probably be funded by the kind of the medical industry, so that oh god, we don't want people losing weight and being healthy. Well, mm. that's it. There's always an agenda with newspapers, isn't yeah. there? The journalism's the same as any other mm-hmm. line of work in these sort of things. They're always, regardless of what you read, it's coming from a certain political agenda, or they're getting funded by oh. someone somewhere. Um, without getting too paranoid about it, um, that there's always money getting changing hands somewhere pushing certain agendas aye. especially in fucking papers oh like God, that aye. it's a joke because that's where they they can target their audience yeah and it's, it's an easy way to mass market mm-hmm. kind of ideologies beliefs and stuff and it's that's what you get you've now got the whole fitness industry trying to say no 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 you need to eat more protein that's your focus for your diet because it'll fill you up for longer and it's better for you better thermogenesis mm-hmm. and stuff like that in terms of your calorie burning happy days great and then you've got this paper coming out going, actually, no, protein's bad for you. But only if you read the small print at the bottom, you'll realise that it's a load of bullshit yeah, because we've forced them to have extra amino acids. Yeah, nobody's going oh. to read the small print. Nobody, no. Well, even any of the article, they're just Aye. going to read that headline they're and just saying, oh, it. I, better, I better pack in my steak then and start eating more pizza. Aye. So now they've went, oh, shit, so I better cut that back and start eating But then again, carbs. to sort of cast it back, see, if, if you're talking about Daily Mail and Sun Readers, fuck them. Do you know what I mean? It's one less idea to worry about in the world, isn't it? That's a good point, aye. If they die of cholesterol poisoning or massive obesity, well, you know, it's one less right-wing Tory asshole to worry about. What, what would you call that? Would that be like educational cleansing? <laughs> educational <laughs> cleansing? This <laughs> <laughs> is Darwinism at work, aye. mate. It's natural selection. Aye. If you're too stupid to go and do your own research, then hell, man. Yeah. Nobody wants to spend any time... Nobody wants to invest a wee bit of time in their knowledge and learn about something yeah. or even read an article. That's probably. the whole like Facebook thing, isn't yeah. it? And, like in terms of elections, people just clickbait. read what's on the clickbait and mm-hmm. go, oh, well, I better believe that then instead of actually using your brain and going thinking for yourself. Imagine that. Imagine thinking for yourself. Imagine using your own brain and making an educated decision on something. like hard work. But again, there was a study, I don't know if you've seen another week there, that with an article come out saying that 
electric cars are worse for the environment than diesel engines. And it's the same to do with the kind of CO2 emissions from a diesel engine as opposed to the Tesla Model S. Yeah. And they're saying, this is a joke, it's a disgrace. And there's a guy I know down in England with all of our Facebook saying, it's a fucking joke, disgrace, aye. It's all just an agenda for money and all that. And they're only interested in fleecing their own, or lining their own pockets. And then this guy came out and showed, actually, no. This was written by the, I think it was by Mercedes in Germany. Right. Had written, had done the study, but they falsified all the data. Imagine that. So, and the best part is, this guy claimed he's educated and all that, and he hates everything in the press. He fell for the clickbait yeah. about the emissions. He was then shown the factual evidence showing how it was a lie and it was made up and fabricated by Mercedes to push their diesel engines mm-hmm. in Germany. And then two weeks later, he's back sharing another article stating the same thing. And somebody, somebody and it was quite funny because last night somebody commented on it going, Ollie, you've actually already been shown that this is fake. Aye. And it's a load of bullshit. Why are you still pushing this agenda? You're basically you're saying you hate the Tories for all their lies and stuff, but you're no better than them for the fact that you're continued to push a false agenda. Can't argue with an idea. And you're going, well, there you go. But um, I had the second article I read. <laughs> this was a cracker. Um, saying drinking wine every night may, may help you lose weight. <laughs> and I'm like, right, wow. <laughs> Just throwing up every morning. Or? Well, so, and what it's saying is at the bottom it says that you'll be more full up from drinking a glass of wine than like water. So you'll be more full up from drinking a glass of wine, and you'll be less likely to snack. I'm sorry, but see if I've got a glass of wine in my hand. I'm eating. I'm eating. Aye. I want cheese. I want biscuits. I want crackers. Yeah. I want cake. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I want dip. I want everything. Yeah. I don't know anybody that just has a glass of wine and doesn't snack. No, I'd imagine there's a lot of people out there who do. But, <sighs> I again, I mean, technically, the headline's probably not wrong. Yeah. Drinking a bottle of wine every night probably could let, help you lose weight if you didn't eat anything round about it. Aye. But it's, it's just daft. I mean, it's like, again, the headline readers are going, oh, I'm going to drink a glass of wine after my dinner every night now. Yeah, that's probably the sort of people who are desperate to drink a bottle of wine Aye. every night, though, and we'll just go, oh, well, you know, it's, it's verified by the Daily Mail, so it makes it cool. Going back to the Weight Watcher thing, I actually knew a numerous member of the Weight Watchers who would actually claim that so long as the food didn't touch their plate, it didn't count. What? Yeah. So if they picked up, if they ate chips off your plate, that didn't count towards the cal- caloric intake for the day. <laughs> like, fuck off, you moron. Oh, well, that's, that's the diet and equivalent of, if I can't see you, you can't see me. I Shut up! <laughs> you're like, wow. What on earth? And you're like, this come on. Nonsense. And you get people saying, oh yeah, yeah, I was really good, I didn't I didn't have any dessert. And then you speak to the pals, yeah, 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 they finished off mine, and they actually finished off their other pals' dessert as well, and you're like... <laughs> People want you, people don't want I to didn't order any dessert. I didn't order dessert. Yeah, you're right, you didn't order. It's the people that say, I went to the gym today. Yeah, you might have went to the gym, but you sat in the fucking cafe. <laughs> the cake, you didn't do any exercise. <laughs> what you say you do, or what, again, it's embellishment of saying, you could say you spent five hours in the gym today. But you could have spent five hours in the gym just sitting, chatting, drinking coffee. <laughs> That's every Tuesday for me, mate. We talk about. <laughs> I, we still train. I was still sore. in the gym on Tuesday. Great. Although after Tuesday's session last week, I was still sore Friday night. Oh mate, yeah, I was suffering. Aye, that was everything was quite sore last but week. My chest was still sore Friday night, much to my daughter's delight. As we're driving up the M8 towards my house and we're playing yellow car. Playing what? Yellow car. You What's see a yellow, yellow car? You've never played yellow car? No. Oh my god. 
So you're driving along the road, you see a yellow car, you shout yellow car and you get a punch your other half. Sounds like a great game, mate. It's hilarious. So Abby's playing yellow car, she sees one, she slaps me in the chest. Yes. And I'm like, oh, my Kids chest is killing are me. great for stuff like that, aren't yeah. they? Finding so, your weak point, digging the elbows into it. She's in the passenger seat, I'm in the motorway, and she slaps me in my left peck, <laughs> and I'm in agony. She then sees another yellow car and changes it from a slap to all of a sudden she develops this iron rod of an index finger <laughs> and pokes me right in the chest at which point Brilliant. as I'm exiting the M8 onto the M80 heading towards home I've got tears streaming down mm-hmm. my Give face me the away here, wait not from laughing but from crying in absolute pain <laughs> meanwhile my lovely 10 year old loving caring sweetheart of a daughter is crying with laughter at her dad's own <laughs> agony and tears running down my face that's amazing yeah kids don't care about stuff like that kids are evil it's like they've got some sort of like pain magnet like they just hold it again same thing you just like it's manage like to find a knee or an elbow right in whatever yeah. bit sore it's like pain all GPS the time. it's like a program from birth just to hone in on it <laughs> morning daddy crunch <gasps> I, but they've come back to the whole wine thing it's like yeah drinking last of it so they're thinking oh I can we've been told by a newspaper now that study, scientific studies show that drinking wine at night will help you lose weight no, you might be, it could be two to, th- two to three, maybe 400 calories in a glass, in a large glass of wine. Adding that into your diet, oh, maybe I'll have just two glasses of wine tonight. Mm. Yeah. Well done, you've just added 800 calories to your daily intake. Yep. And now that you've actually, you're a wee bit tipsy, you listen to your inhibitions, oh, you don't really concentrate as much and you think, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm going to have some chocolate. Yeah. Oh, you've just added another 300 calories. Before you know it, you've had your daily, daily caloric intake and two glasses of wine and some nibbles mm. over and above your breakfast your lunch your dinner and your other snacks you've had that day and you're yeah. like what the fuck and it's just a kind of fitness industry and health and it plays on that because it wants people to fail yeah because if they succeed they're not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna make money out at long term certainly not from the sort of people who are gonna want to do those quick fix things do you know yeah. what I mean if you, if, you, if you know you're in it for the long term and you can see the long game in it, mm-hmm. then you're going to stick with it regardless of whatever, when the wheels come off for certain times. Like, really? I, I'm, I'm very aware that I'm in a, a glass house with a handful of stones here, and we're talking about the <laughs> stuff the other week about going out drinking and ruining your training plan for the next day. <laughs> I may have went out on a Friday night. That's a good training pals. session we had on Saturday morning, wasn't it? I, I had a great Saturday morning. <laughs> Once my <laughs> head stopped pounding and I felt feeling sick. <laughs> I mean, I was quite happy. I mean, I got I got a nice two hundred kilo trap bar deadlift. Cool. Yeah. Ten good. kilos short off of my my PB. Uh-huh. I'm quite happy with that and my good comeback. Yeah. How how did you go on your deadlift on Saturday morning? I was uh, yeah. I lifted myself out of bed feeling dead on Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I might have went out on Friday night and had, well, that's the thing, I didn't even have that much to drink, annoyingly. I had like two pints of Guinness and three bottles of beer um, <laughs> and felt like death the next day. My head was pounding. So the last thing I wanted to do was deadlifts. Yeah. So I made the wee oh, WhatsApp text of shame to Scott on Saturday morning going, I'm not mm-hmm. going to make it, mate. I don't feel well. And you um, got a lovely response back from my daughter, didn't I you? I did get a, resp- a video response from your daughter going, Oh, oh, princess. I know, I great. Helpful. Right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, but in situations like that, I know I'm, I'm in this for the, the, the long game. Yeah. I wanted to be doing it for the rest of my life, effectively. So, situations like that, they're going to happen now and again. Do you know what I mean? I'm not a, a fitness model, clearly. Although, if you haven't seen me, just mm-hmm. imagine that I am, right? Fitness um, model for blind people. <laughs> <laughs> like Braille, touch all the soft bits. Uh, <laughs> 
Wait a minute. Is that an exclamation mark? Wait a minute. Yes. You're like, wait a minute. If that was, a, imagine that as a model magazine, right? <laughs> made out of braille. You'd get punters if it was like, you know, I think you would get some folk that would be touching it and go like that. Wait a minute. Is this, a, I thought this was a fitness magazine and not uh, the National Geographic. I didn't realise this was an edition in a sperm wheel. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway. Um, aye, so like, because of that, I know I'm going to be doing it for a long time. So yeah. situations like that that are going to happen, I'm not just going to go, oh, right, well, spat the dummy now. I better look out for my next six-week ab workout or whatever else, do you know what I mean? You just suck it up, admit the fact that you shat in the nest for a night and then hit it again Monday morning kind of thing. If, if you look at like my kids' uh, grandpas, you've got one on one side, right, who likes to drink, mm-hmm. eat shit food, he's smoked, does no exercise, He's already had one toe amputated because of arteries in his legs are clogging up and he's Ouch. been told in the next five to ten years he's probably going to get amputated for the knee down. Right. Pretty drastic. Mm-hmm. He can't even walk the length of the street. He's in that bad neck. So when the kids go, go to see him, he does nothing. Yeah, what can you do? And it's a shame. It's heartbreaking to think that the grandpa... I don't want to be that grandpa. On the flip side, there's the grandpa Charlie who mm. is running up and down Cumbernauld Park, swinging off trees with him, climbing trees, having a laugh and mm-hmm. swimming, having a great time when you yeah. go... That's the kind of, that's, I want to be even. Absolutely. I want to, when me and you are in our 60s, well, you can be 60, I'll still be 58. Nah. And we can be. Still be better looking. Hopefully not grandpas by then, that could be still terrifying. Wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. 20 years, mate. Ah, uh, 20 years, so that could be. No. I mean, listen, it'd be 29. Still. Still no. What's your point? <laughs> Told her she can get married when she's 42. <laughs> At best. <laughs> even then. Somebody's going to have to prize her out my fingers. Aye. I've had this conversation. I just can't see myself being the guy who's walking my daughter down the aisle and handing over to some dude. Oh. You, you imagine that standing there. Like, is there anyone here in the audience today that sees why these two should not be joined in holy matrimony? Me! <laughs> yes! <laughs> no one's good enough for my daughter! <laughs> Fight me. Aye. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but no, you, you do, you want to be, you want to be able to play with your kids or your grandkids or whatever else mm-hmm. and still have fun and all the rest Aye. of it, you know? So I think people people view everything as the short term and it's, you look at everything, oh, I don't like this phone, I'll just change it for the next one. Yeah. They can swap it. Don't like this car, I can hand it back, change it. Everything's become that, you can throw it away and get something new. Mm-hmm. And they treat their, their health and fitness like More folk know more about their mobile phone than they do about their own bloody body. Yeah. They spend more money servicing their car than they do... Than servicing themselves? <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ. Well, I mean, you can have a self-service so you can send it to somebody else to service. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, but, uh, aye. So ah, you're right. It's just, that's just society at large, though, isn't it? It's just aye, everything's just a bit invest- of a quick fix. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And it's just invest a wee bit of time in it yourself. Like, go and learn something new. Yeah. I try at least, without a doubt, I try and read something new every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Daily, Daily Mail. Least, Daily, Daily Mail. Hmm. Educational, <laughs> but no, I try to learn something new every day, even if it's just a paragraph on something. You yeah. know, all right. And it's like even last week when we we're out with the kids, and that turkey was basically strutting stuff, trying to impress Abby, <laughs> and then it was giving her cuddles, which I've never seen a turkey being that affectionate before. I don't think I've ever seen a turkey in real life, apart from on your plate, apart from when I'm eating it, like covering cranberries. I've seen a real live wandering about turkey. Aye, and uh, and it was quite cool because a lot of the kind of earlier stuff talked about provocation, how they set up their nursery environment to mm-hmm. provoke kids' interest and go, oh. Why does it do this or why does that happen? Yep. And Abby turned in that farm part with Brown because it provoked Abby to go, Oh, why, why is it doing this? So straight up the road onto Google. 
and we learnt they were basically trying to strut, uh, strutting about. That's what they were doing with its feathers. It was trying to impress her. And yeah. It turns out turkeys are naturally very, very sociable animals. There you go. Who knew? They're very sociable around Christmas dinner. Mm. <laughs> yes. Okay. But aye, it's, it's just frightening the bullshit that's out there and the general nonsense that people feed upon. Yep, this is it. But again, it's, it comes back to just thinking for yourself a little bit, doesn't it? Filtering out all the, the extraneous mm. crap that you don't really need to know about aye. and just using your brain. Aye. If T- someone says protein's bad for you, because that's all you're eating, then yeah, obviously it's going to have an adverse effect if that's all you're eating, same as if you only <laughs> ate one thing of any description is bad for you. It's called a balanced diet. Yeah, it's just everything in moderation, and that's just common sense. But uh, the, the vast, the, 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 a huge majority of people don't have any common sense, they're just idiots. <laughs> Joe Public's a clown when it comes down to these things. <laughs> I hate people, honestly. <laughs> it's but, like the more time I spend in but, public, I'm just like, oh, I hate all you people. Get my way. I, I keep saying to Kirsty that every every time we talk about getting a house and stuff, we we are getting further and further away from the city and yeah. closer and closer to a log cabin in the mountain next to a lake. <laughs> that, that's just, I mean, we, we describe ourselves as sociably antisocial. Yeah. We like to be sociable with the people we like, but then be antisocial with the rest of the public. Well, I think that's it. I think the, the older you get, the less time you have for just people being stupid round about <laughs> you. And not, and I, I mean, like, genuinely stupid, not just acting daft as we Aye. do, because we're as stupid as anyone else when it comes to just being daft idiots. But, like, but I think the older you get and the more, like, you've got a family and you just... You, you, want to cherish your own time mm-hmm. with the people you want to spend time with the, the much less time I have for assholes oh god die you start, <laughs> like, to, see oh, the, you start to see the quality compared to the bullshit and you're like wow yeah. and the tolerance what the bullshit tolerance totally just plummets plummets aye? yeah just, I've got a very low scale for just assholes man it's like um, Tony for the gym I remember him going like that see that Scott and he went how was that and he went that's my last fuck Gavin <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> I'm like, brilliant. Sounds like Tony with it. Aye, I went, that's exactly the way it should be, mate. Aye. And that's it. Like, just, ah. Oh. But, good point there about the, you know, don't be stupid. I mean, I had a client who came to me, uh, and this is actually very, very complimentary. It's, she Said started off. Much less fat? Aye, she started aye. off. Started off the other day there, um, was a few weeks ago, saying about, oh, I think my diet's okay, and this is, Diet's not too bad, and I'm like that, right? Okay. Send me a picture of everything you're eating. Oh, you were saying this earlier, right? And she done it. And within a couple of days from saying that, no, no, my diet's fine. I don't understand why I'm not losing this wee bit. And you're like, right, cool. That's my watch telling me I should be moving. All right. I'll wave my arms about in a bit. <laughs> Need to get my daily activity in. And um, I she sent me this. Sent me start sending pictures, and after a few days, and I went, so what do you think? She went, I've realised my diet's shit. Good. Self realization, good. Now you understand. Now you've understood. Mm-hmm. I can, you can sit. Well, it's that old saying: you can lead a horse to horse to water, but you can't make it drink it. Mm-hmm. You can tell people their diet is shit or they need to make changes, but unless they actually believe that themselves, yeah, they're not going to make a change because they're going to believe what they want to believe. So, see, using that as a kind of methodology, she looked at pictures and went, "Oh shit, it's really high shine sugar, high in carbs." And I went, "Right, yeah. okay," but on the whole, wasn't too bad. A little bit too much in certain areas, and I went, "Right." What about your fluid intake? Oh, I'm not really drinking much water. And I went, right, that's your first step for the next week. Just fix your water intake. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're at a stage where you're drinking that little, you need to double up on it. Right, okay. Started doing that. And she reduced things like having a few cappuccinos to change it into black coffee. Yeah. 
and she came in the day and she's like, I've lost 10 centimetres around my stomach. That's <laughs> superb. That's phenomenal. That's great, eh? Now, is it fat? Some of it is, <clears throat> but a lot of it was water retention, bloating yeah. and stuff. And she's like, ah, do you know what? It's made me appreciate food more. It's made me a bit more conscious when I do go out for a meal. I'm not, I've got a healthy relationship with food because now I'm approaching going, well, do you know what? I can have this, but I'm going to cut back. Oh, I yeah. don't want to have too much of that sugary shite or all that bread and stuff. Mm. And she made these, she made, she like actually made really minuscule changes. And what a difference in the space of a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's fantastic to see that from that. And she went, the biggest thing that I've noticed is my self-realisation. I believed that my diet was good. Yeah. And then when I started looking at all the pictures, I'm like, oh. Actually, it's taking that detached view to it, isn't it? Looking yeah. at it from that sort of third-person perspective mm-hmm. instead of just, it's, it's difficult when you're just eating. Aye. Or just doing your daily thing when you take photos of it or you track mm-hmm. it in whatever app you may use. And it's a kind of cool thing because people don't, look, there's been a few programmes where they showed all the food that people ate for a week and all that. <gasps> yeah. Didn't realise that, that even wee snacks, like, one of my clients was talking about having a wee snack here and there, and I'm mm. like, well, here's what it all that. And I wrote it up on a whiteboard in the gym, and he looked, and he seen the amount of calories and sugar and all that, and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's like, I didn't realise, because if you're only having that wee bit in the morning, wee bit in the evening. You don't notice it. You don't notice it. It's dead easy. It's, it's the same, look, I had a client a couple of years back talking about, oh, can you save any money? I need to go, I want to go on holiday, but I can't save money. Yeah. And he's like, hey, what do you spend your stuff on? And again, <laughs> strange because it's financial advice, which is really random. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I get a couple of takeaways a week. And I went, right, how much do you and your missus spend a takeaway? Oh, but on average, about 30 quid a takeaway. Right. Jeez. Right, okay, well. And I went, cut that out. See, just one a week. Drop to one a week. And then, okay. All of a sudden, he can start saving £120 a month. Yeah. And he's like, wow. He was still enjoying the food and all that. Still living mm. his normal lifestyle, but just made that one small change and all of a sudden he was like alright and it's the same with your diet yep. the first two first two things look at take pictures of your food so you can actually see a true representation of what you're having mm-hmm. and check your fluid intake nail those two right first and you'll, you'll get the realisation you'll start to see is it your breakfast that's causing the problem is it your lunch is it your, is it your snacks Yeah. and your fluid and just do that wee basic tracking and it's you cut through all the bullshit first and nail the basics and it's that's not sexy though it's not sexy you phrase that as Drop 15 pounds of hideous fat in six weeks. That's going to sell you magazines, oh. mate. That's going to sell you training programmes. And then you can just say, I just Aye. do this. And but if you go, ah, oh, it's really easy. Aye. Just drink more water. Don't eat this. And then that's going back to the whole embellishment thing of you'd need to, yeah. in order to get full in like that, there's, co- there's some great coaches out there that are going, yeah, drop, drop 30 pounds in 30 days. This is it. And then they go, like, yep, now we've got your attention. Here's the tagline here and here's yeah. the actual details. And they go into it like that. But, and they're, they've admitted that it's a bullshit industry now yeah. where we need to lie and basically totally embellish everything to try and rope folk in Aye. so that they see past the bullshit Aye. well I think I've talked about this before in one of the other podcasts like when we went to that SFN last year <laughs> yeah. like honestly the majority of the stands were there just telling you how to set up as a PT and how to um, market yourself Aye. there was no there was no real emphasis on be good at what you do it was just like marketing make this much money yeah. every month and bring in these many clients with this tactic it's like well what if you can't actually teach somebody how to deadlift without smashing their spine off a wall it's like yeah. oh, it doesn't matter doesn't matter just get them in yeah Aye. it's crazy we definitely need to go with that this year yeah like, I think September this yeah year, it's so usually we'll about September I maybe need to just ditch fee this year and go with you Aye. for professional reasons we could write that off as a tax expense right of course <laughs> You can write everything off the tax expense if you word it right. Aye. Again, embellishment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely should um, do a wee, a wee sort of podcast session from there. Aye, that'd be cool. From there. Cause cause it'd cause brutal, but that'd be mental. Trying to score some interviews. But I, I mean, I actually heard a PT when I said to him, oh, watch, do you, not, you need to start looking at sustainability in terms of, if 
you get a clarinet, how do you keep them? Mm-hmm. I don't care because I know I can find more. Yeah, that bad. And they actually they turned, they it, turned around it? and went like, there's seven billion people on this planet. There's, all, there's plenty to go around all the PT industry and you're like... It's a horrendous way to look at it. That is a shocking attitude of what you've basically said is you don't give a fuck about your client because you'll just find somebody next to replace them. Yeah, that's brutal, what? man. There's no way you run a business. Co- for me, coaching is you've got to care about the person. Yeah. And it's like, you actually got to care about, oh, wait a minute. Um, it's tailor the training session for that individual. Mm. That's what, that's why I've got personal training. Put yeah. The, put the personal touch to it and actually... It's like me going to like every gig going, I'm going to crap all over this gig because I can't have bored. But I'm sure I'll pick something else up later on because there's loads of gigs about it now. The problem is, eventually, <laughs> it's a huge industry, but it's a small industry because everybody yeah. talks. Yeah. And if you go, if you get a bad, one bad reputation, I it mean, spreads. The fact that you're sitting here today talking about at least like two or three people that you know mm-hmm. who are dreadful at PT and tells its own story. Aye. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. if, they were, if they were any good... Or if the, if the business was that big, then you wouldn't know about it. Aye. I mean, on the whole, in in Scotland, there'd probably only be... If I'm thinking, definitely, I could count on the one hand the people that I would actually let train me. Yeah. Because Aye. when you look about the level and competence is frightening, there's so many out there. One of them's me, right? Aye, of course. You're motivational, don't be shit coaching. <laughs> Hey, every time, right? Have you ever been but shit in competition? Never. Exactly. There you go. A couple of times it's nearly ran down my leg during a competition, <laughs> but I've never been shit. <laughs> but it's aye, and it's just finding that there's, there's so there is good quality out there. Yeah. But there's so much bullshit. Look past if you're looking out there for a PT or a coach, don't don't be roped in by the flashy page or the dramatic music or the great Instagram posts and mm. the filters and all that and even the before and after photos, that's now getting found out for the you can do a before and after photo in the space of 10 minutes. Yeah. Pull your underweight up higher. Tie your, tie your hair back a wee bit. Ch- twist the body slightly. Bend your, bend one leg. T- kick your hips out. Oh, change the lighting. Dim the lighting a wee bit. All uh, of a sudden you look great. I'm really confused. I had a fallen over trying to do that. Yeah. Never want to see you in a pair of pants in a before and after photo. Ah, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Signed photos on request, people. Aye, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, right. So, like, how on the note of like just the PTs and all that how many clients have come to you because they've been to a PT who turns out to be massively clueless and ends up either just like going through the motions with them or actually injuring them because I could probably name you at least three or four that I've seen coming to you and talking about that um right uh for those out there that are listening this may be the biggest can of worms that Colin has just ever opened <laughs> Right. Um, you don't need to name names, mate. Starting off in my kettlebell class. Oh, here we go. Pretty much 90% of them have all came from previous instructors that were either incompetent, <coughs> um, sexually suggestive, <laughs> sleazy, oh, um, abusive, um, aggressive. And that's um, all just the one person. Pretty much that does cover just one individual in particular. <laughs> um, but, and they were actually holding them back. They were trying to lift weights and go, like, no, no, you're not lifting that weight here. Because they couldn't do it as a coach, they were holding them back. Oh, like, that's no. the worst, man. Could you, could you imagine me turning around to anybody in my gym and going, like, no, I don't want you lifting that weight today because I can't do it? Yeah. No. 
it's I'd say celebrate it. Go, yeah. oh, wow, you've done your job. Your job as a coach isn't to be stronger or better than folk. Your yeah. job is to make them as good as they can be. So if they can be fitter, faster, stronger, healthier, great. You don't celebrate any of my successes when I'm stronger than you. Yeah, I do. Than you. you just send me pictures of you putting half a kilo on your incline bench when I'm on holiday. One kilo. <laughs> One kilo. Because that's but better. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I've had a, I've actually had a lot of clients come for PT and stuff from, remember I was saying about that guy before um, in Glasgow that was the whole embellishment thing. I've had plenty of business from, plenty of business from him, so thank you very much. Um, a couple of kettlebell coaches that treat people like that again thank you very much <laughs> um, in terms of my in terms of from a business perspective I'd probably say there's a good 40% of my income is now from people that trained with a bad coach before that's crazy man and it's, it's interesting you speak to a PT you go oh, who's your longest running client I still get people that trained with me from back in 2009 2010 yeah that still come weekly mm-hmm and it's that way you're going well and I don't just think to myself fuck I'm doing something right it's like right how can I keep getting better how can I improve yeah. one of them's a long distance lorry driver and I keep working with him every week but he's in his mid 60s now and he's he's starting to seize up a bit more with the long distance lorry driving and he's struggling a bit so we've adapted his training from kind of strength and condition to more mobility work now to help free him up and he's like oh I definitely feel better for this and that's yeah. helping and and it's if you can as, cha- as people progress in life their priorities change mm-hmm. So it's looking at things, how you can adapt their training to suit their needs. Yeah, again, that, that's, that's you thinking of the client and thinking ah. long-term, though, and not mm-hmm. just global gym PT guy going, right, who have I got next? How long have I got this chump for? 45 minutes? Ah. Shit, right, when am I getting I mean, my lunch? I know a gym in the west of Scotland where they actually put up a big workout on the board and they get all their clients to do it for the day. <laughs> now, could you imagine if I, g- I had that up in the gym? Right, everybody just come in and do that workout. Everyone doing the same thing? Now, he's a hoy. We, we get our gym described all the day of like Gary or Brian that said it's more collection of freaks and geeks. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got an amazing, right. we've got an amazing cool collection of individuals and it's, that's what I love about it is yeah. everybody's different. Yeah. It's not just your kind of cookie cutter programme, it's not your cookie cutter clientele. Everybody's <laughs> different, everybody's got their own kind of uniqueness about them. Um, From your point of view, PT info, and that's got to be good for you. So it keeps you on, A, keeps you interested because you're doing different things with different yeah. people. It keeps you on your toes because you're having to think differently. If you're just doing the same stuff for everyone all the time, you'd be bored oh, shit. It's horrible. It, I it had a, a long day, was, even longer. A few years ago, I had one day where it was like a Monday was just all clients doing the same routine. Or not, not, not the same routine in terms of I was giving them, but they all had the same goal. Right. And it just, uh, total randomness that they all wanted right. in on a Monday. And that they all wanted to focus on one particular goal. And mm. it's just kind of, and again, you're right in a similar, it's very, very similar. Yeah. What they were doing. Again, tweaked to their individual needs. Yeah, because they're all going to be different levels. But, for example, on a first day, I've got somebody wanting to get stronger. Then I've got somebody wanting to be able to get stronger, but move a bit better and improve their flexibility. Mm-hmm. Then I've got people that want to focus on Olympic weightlifting. I've got people that want to focus on kettlebell sport. Yeah. Then I've got a pensioner that wants to kind of focus on moving better and being pain-free, but a little bit fitter and healthier. Mm-hmm. And then I've got people that want to do strength conditioning work in the afternoon. You're like, Brown, it's, it's something different. Yeah. I mean, you as a music teacher, imagine you were just, for the next five years, you just had to teach the one song. Aye. Where you brought every single kid in. No, no, I know you're into classical music. No, 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 you're going to play heavy metal. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but, they're like that, but that's not what I want to learn. No, 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 that's what you're going to do. That's, yeah. there's, there's too many coaches out there that are doing that. Aye, just, this is what I like to teach, so that's what you're Aye, getting. Because that's all they're good at teaching. Aye, it's the same and they don't want to, well. again, they don't want to take that time to go and 
upskill themselves and mm-hmm. actually learn and develop. Yeah, you don't, you don't. I mean, yeah, that, in that instance, you are only cheating yourself then, because it means you're just going to be stagnating as well. Aye. Your client or your your student, in my case, isn't going to get any better, and mm-hmm. neither are you. You're just, Aye. you're both going to be bored, and then just hate it equally. Aye. You know, it's crap. Whereas, <laughs> if, like, I, I love teaching. I like teaching. Uh, most kids like certainly I like, like teaching anyone who wants to learn ultimately but it's good when you get kids who are really into it because it means you can go away and find new PCs and stuff a lot of the time you're just getting hit with like exam kids who need to just tick a box and get through stuff so to a certain degree you're kind of limited as to what you can do but when you get the kids who go do you know what I really like this I've done all the stuff you gave me what can we do now that's when it gets yeah. interesting because you're into it and then you can go alright well do you like that get wait a minute let's check let's check this out huh? and I can go through well you can see there like all oh, that's just loads of books that I've collected through mm-hmm. playing them myself and teaching and stuff like that. You can actually dig into all this stuff Aye. now instead of going, well, you've here's four that will get you started kind of yeah. thing. It just it's what it's what makes it interesting for you as an educator or a PT or whatever it, else. It keeps and, it fun as well, and it's yeah. I think that's much more if you're so long as you make it the fun, you'll get people buying and you'll get them coming back for more. Yeah, that's what we were talking about last time as mm-hmm. well. Find something you like doing and you'll do it. Aye. It's as simple as that. If it's a total chore, then you're just gonna be like, oh, You'll find excuses, I when it's something you don't enjoy, you'll find excuses. When it's something you do Every enjoy, time, yeah. you'll find a reason to do it. Yep. Definitely. You'll find a way and it's... Oh, totally, man. Um, I was going to say something again. I forgot what it was. Can't remember. There was I'm a dramatic old. pause there and then... It was a dramatic pause. Big letdown. And a massive letdown. Uh-huh. Story of my life, mate. Feel, tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every night when you drop your kicks. Yeah, <laughs> you've forgotten. I know. You? No, it's very. <laughs> we start off these things, right? We'll let a topic in mind, talk about it for like five minutes, then just rant for Aye. fifty minutes about various <laughs> things. Um, we need. I think what we need to maybe talk about at one point is just training stuff. I feel we've ranted a lot about diet and stuff recently. Yeah, because it needs to be ranted about because a lot of it's stupid and pointless. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some training, actual stuff, lifting and all that. Yeah. Talk about what we're doing because people want to know what we're doing because we're we're amazing because we're amazing at stuff. Yeah, sometimes I think maybe. <laughs> Aye, so don't know when. Just as us. Aye, we'll start. We'll put it out there. Loud. We'll put it out there in on the Instagram world. Aye, what do you want to know? What do you want to know about training? I had a suggestion um, to talk about uh, in a roundabout way, fat kids. <laughs> Why is child abuse? But it's, yeah, I know, I know, mate. Scott's biting his knuckles just now because it's another potential hour and a half long rant, which I will be massively active in. So brace yourselves. Yeah, this could be a brutal one, I think. One for another day, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to talk about that at one point, but we'll need to maybe build up to that one because it's going to be quite brutal. aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> maybe one to do when my young child isn't wandering about my house, potentially hearing this foul language coming out of our mouth. Yeah, we might need to work on the audio levels then. Give us that scream Back at the mic. Back off the mic a bit. <laughs> Fucking child abuse, you bastards. Aye, that's, um, that's, that's a huge... Yeah, totally. ...huge issue and that's going to be major and that, that is a whole... Aye. That could be a podcast series. That could be like yeah, a, that could yeah be like a, a ten-part special. That could be like a box set. Yeah, yeah we'll get back to that. But, um, Aye. Yeah, any suggestions? Let us know what you want to talk Let about. Let us know, it'd be cool if, if you do listen to us, stick a wee message on Instagram, let's see where you're all from. We've got yeah. Mark Down Under. Yep. We've got Kim and Kirkcaldy. <laughs> Not quite Dumb, as far Dumb away. Fairman, no. <laughs> We've got Laura. 
Like, it's not Glasgow. just name our listeners because then people will know how few people listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's how, that's, it's a personal touch. <laughs> a personal touch. Everyone's getting a personal shout yeah. out. All six of you. Mm-hmm. Let's not do that. That's nah, sad. it gets a bit creepy. It does get a bit creepy. Well, we're not stalking them at all, are we? Well, I'm not. You may be because you're creepy. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Talk about menstruation again. Yeah, menstruation, yeah. You weirdo. Aye. Uh, yeah, I think that's us for the I day. I think that is us. Yeah. I want to go and get more coffee, possibly another slice of my delicious homemade <laughs> rhubarb and pistachio cake. I'm going to head home for some food and All take right. the dog for a walk. Proper food? I think so, see? It depends what Kirsty's... Is, is Kirsty going to... Is Kirsty cooking? Is, um, I don't know, she's wondering if I want lunch. Why? Hmm. The good Check. wife. I don't think I've had lunch, actually. I never think about it. Yeah. Showing up at random times of the day, skip yeah. lunch. But speaking of which, is she a good wife? That, that's the debate right now. I know we're going to we'll finish quickly now, but is. Right, wait, wait. Just as your lawyer, <laughs> <laughs> think very carefully about what you're about to say here. I'm just talking out loud, right? Is Kirsty a good wife? Yes. Yes, yeah. she is. Voice of your conscience. Now, Colin, yes, you're, you're saying yes. However, oh, she's still not listened to the podcast. Dreadful wife. Yeah. Worst wave ever. That's not true. That's definitely not true. <laughs> we know, we, <laughs> we know we, at least one who's worse than that. We really know that ain't true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that definitely. Move on. Move yeah. on, mate. Kirsty is awesome. Yes, but she is. You would be awesome if you listened to the podcast. And well, then fact, maybe more not. People to listen to because it. then I couldn't say certain things about her and then I get in trouble. Honestly, mate, I think the best thing that could happen to you right now is for Kirsty to continue not listening to this podcast. Yeah. You've it was done quite funny last week. Many a hole for yourself. It was quite funny last week when your wife texted me going, I can't believe you called your wife a fuck nugget. But <laughs> that was because she's not listening to the podcast. I mean, what can I... What, at least for you, you're being a good wife supporting your husband's podcasting... Keeping it real. Life. Whereas mine... Right, right. Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just shocking. I mean, but you know, we'll let it off. Will we? No, so long as so long as I'm, my lunch will be ready for me when I come home, that'll be cool. <laughs> I'll let it off then. But yeah. Cue host of complaints from female listeners. Yeah, because you're such a massive pig. I am not a pig. I just, no. Move she, on. She is an awesome cook. She even admits that she's a better cook than me, so she does prefer making lunch and she loves right, doing it. So. Fair enough. It's good as long as she cooks the chicken yeah. properly. I do the dishes. We've talked about people who do dishes. In weird ways, haven't we? Yeah, you don't want to do the dishes, but you do them anyway. I know, I had some, talking to someone recently, who like ranted about the way someone did dishes. Oh, yeah. They did them like, a, like according to them, in the wrong That was my order. ex-wife. She was a nutcase. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. Talking to. That if you wash, this is going to be an interesting debate for the listeners. Go. She was talking about how the, if you wash the cutlery first, that's wrong. You have to wash the cutlery last. Now, I'm pretty sure all the women out there, if you had your husband's and partners doing the dishes, you'd just be happy for the fact that they were doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. You don't really care what order they do them in. I tend to do cutlery last just because it's at the bottom of the sink. You do yeah. the bigger stuff because it's closer to your hands, but it doesn't matter. I, I tend to do the cutlery first because I don't want to stab myself too many times with nice and flocks. It's because you're a bit special. Yeah. Nah, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to us. These people are weird and wrong. Are the dishes getting done? Yes. yes. There you go. Box ticked. Aye. There we are. No time for these she also complained now. that I used to hoover the, the carpet in the wrong direction as well. What? Yeah. 
Mental. Mm-hmm. Mental. We can rant about your ex-wife on our podcast as well. No, because that like ultimate X-rated. <laughs> She's anyway. kind of psychopath kind of way, so yeah, yeah. yeah let's not go let's, down that let's road. Let's wrap up before that happens. Aye. I can hear my child getting restless upstairs. I suspect she's going to wander in soon. Uh, right, that's us done. Yep. A tight 58 minutes of just pish. Uh, where can we find us? If we're not in a graveyard dead, <laughs> then you can find us at Gains and Pains on Instagram. We're on Spotify, iTunes and CastBox. Although we keep saying that, even though so you already if you listen to us and you already know where we are, if you don't, then it doesn't really matter. I know, but it means people can tell other people, all yeah. their friends where we are. Yeah, people might like share us. That's good. Um, you can find myself at SM Performance Training on Facebook and Instagram. I uh, am at Drummer Chimp. Hit me up, peeps. Boom. Because <laughs> I'm yeah, pure street. He's yo. cool. He's down with uh, the kids. Yeah, get on all these places and leave us a review yeah. and all that five stars and whatnot and. Let other people find us, because then you won't just be the eight of you listening to us. We need to work out how we can how we actually get. I know you can leave a review on iTunes. Yeah, I don't know if you can do it in the other ones. Don't know the other ones. I don't know anything about Castbox at all. If you can't leave us a review, just share us to your friends. Yeah, spread the love. Like and share. Spread the podcast love. Send us gifts, that kind of thing. Yeah. All right, cool. On that note, have a good one, guys. Here, bye bye. See ya.